This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. God bless you all. God bless the Commonwealth of Virginia. And let's go. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. Or, no, I never left. I'm here. Hi. <laughs> I'm Sean. How are you? Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Uh, where do we begin? Well, yesterday was a bittersweet symphony. That's right. I just said that. Uh, you know, I, I Trey and I, you know, we do wear and Rima uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, from seven to nine. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not as, he's not a, I am a true baseball fan. Trey thinks baseball is boring as hell. And so he doesn't really pay attention to it. Cause he's into football. Mr. Football guy. Like, I like baseball. Motorsports as well. He's and racing. Right. Those, you know, guys making that one left turn thing there. And I, uh, sorry, Trey. And I, uh, I, but I like baseball. You know, I, I love freaking baseball. I have loved baseball my whole life. And, uh, so he's watching the political coverage. I'm watching the game. <laughs> he's having a great night and I'm having a crummy night. That game sucked. Well, if you're they an didn't Astros, get one run, man. If you're an Astros fan. It was terrible. They didn't get one stinking run. I stayed up till ten freaking thirty watching that crap last night. I'm dragging my tail feathers today, and uh, you know for what? For what? For that? And it's just you know it just really really uh, bummed me out because I was really hoping for some uh, uh, how should I put it? Um, you know some redemption for the guys for for the Astros because of that that. Uh, unfortunate uh, shadow hanging over the, the the win in 2017 when uh, this stuff this business came out about uh, uh, about uh, you know cheating uh, uh, and trash can lids and, and yeah. you know stealing signals and all that crap. So sure. I was really hope, was hoping they'd win. They didn't. Right. But we did have a very uh, interesting night in Virginia. <laughs> what? What are, you, what are you laughing about? Well, why do well, you, you laugh? Know, because you're just your disappointment is showing this morning. Now, I I also was was pulling for the Astros, right? Um, because I, you know, I don't know. Living in a world where the Atlanta Braves win the World Series, <laughs> I don't know. It's some, just a little bizarre. Some people are saying that it, Trey mentioned that the reason the Braves won is because Trump did the chop. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I watched the I watched the replay of the final. Uh, out this morning and i still get that same feeling i get whenever you know you see the final out and the team wins the world series no matter how dramatic it is or how anticlimactic it is but in this case you know it was a, it was just a ground ball um oh, out at God. first and and just you know you feel like a kid because you, i played baseball as a right, child right i spent more time on a baseball diamond than anywhere else for probably five years wow. and so um to see that, it's like, you know, this started when they were 
small, small boys. Right. You know? I'm going to win you the World Series You start playing Little someday. League when you're, you know, six, seven, eight, nine years old. Right, you know? and right. And then you, you move on. I think the one other time where it really you know, sunk in with me was for 93 or 4 when the Blue Jays won the World Series. And Joe Carter hits a walk-off home run to win the whole thing. Mm. Um, and, and just the way he... He was this grown man jumping around the bases, oh, yeah. acting like a child, you know? Because it's a that lifelong that dream. Is right. Everything he's worked for his entire life, right, right there. And everything you dream of when you're out there as a kid and you get a glove in your hand right. or a bat in your hands, you're thinking... This is the this is the one that wins the World Series every yeah. single time. You know? and, and that you know, and that's 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 what I love about the game is that it was you, you it was know, it was beautiful to see. First off, it, first off, it's and I I never could play. My, my, my I think my brother Kyle played baseball or little league. I, I never could play the game. I, I'm right. awful at it because, yeah. and that's why I have a deep respect for it because, in my opinion, it's an extremely difficult game. Plus, in a season, you know, they play. God, they play almost every night. Yeah, 160 games. 160 games, you know? And, uh, and you're right. And these guys have they started in Little League, you know, probably playing catch with their old man. Yeah. Someday, son, you're going to win the, the World Series. So uh, you feel the elation when the other team or the team that wins, well, wins, whatever right. that last play is. Yeah. But you also feel the heartbreak of the other guys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was last night. I'm like, yeah. that's it? That's it? <laughs> End of the ground really, ball? Come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, it was really not even a dr- very dramatic ending, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I've seen games where everything turns around in the last inning. Well, they had a game uh, uh, the other night where, where that's when they beat the Braves, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Turned it all around in just like yeah. the, the eighth or ninth inning. Right. And that's what I love about baseball is it's that's the drama of it. Mm-hmm. Does it get slow? Yes, it gets slow. I had uh, one of my friends uh, last night. Uh, we were talking about the game, and, he, and, he, and you know, it always kind of falls on people. There, people either love baseball or they don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. And some of the people are saying, "Well, it's so boring." And he's like, "Baseball is like playing chess. It really is. It is. You know, it's it, very strategic. You know, and I and, have this argument with a friend of mine who goes on, well, you know, they just hit the ball and you catch it.' I'm like, yeah, no. But, but once you hit the ball, or once you catch it." What do you do then? Right. Because, you know, everything has to be, you know, you have to go to the right place with it every single time. Yeah. And, and you know, well, I never thought of that. But, of course, you did. <laughs> if you so. thought about that, you wouldn't think it was boring. Right. You know, yeah, it's not a constantly moving like like hockey would be. Or even I, like basketball. Yeah, hockey is an exciting sport to watch. They don't score very often. Right. But the athleticism involved is tremendous. And it's the same with soccer. They don't score a lot. Right. I can't run around like that for an hour. <laughs> I can't. I can't, I can't run around like that for ten minutes. You know, <laughs> I get winded walking down the hall, man. Yeah. Well, you know, and uh, Charles Kraut, the late Charles Krauthammer, uh, who was a lifelong baseball fan, uh, uh, said it. You know, it, it, you take in a baseball game. Okay, it's not like basketball where it's bodies flinging at you, just being flung at each other and people hopping and jumping. And it's con- constant mo- motion. Right. You know, a baseball game is is uh, something that, frankly, you can do other things while you're watching a baseball yeah. game on TV. That's true. And there's nothing like going to the park and seeing baseball. Right. You know, at the at the stadium or the park or wherever you go. And, and the beauty of it is, you wait for that one big moment. Oh man! When when you hear that crack. Yeah. You know, and and either it's 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 going someplace or you have to figure out you know 
Are they just trying to get on base, or is he going for the whole deal? What are they going to right. do? You know, and it's it's a wonderful it's, experience. Chris, they got to hit that tiny ass ball with a stick, with a stick, Chris. and it's coming at you at about ninety miles. Coming an hour. at you about ninety miles an hour. <laughs> I was always afraid of the ball. I was going to say you can't hide. You can't hide. No, there's nowhere to go. One of the most embarrassing things in my life that'll follow me for the rest of my life because she just never stops telling the story is one of our. I think our second date, my wife and I, was a missions game. Because I'd never been. And we, she's a huge baseball fan. I'm a huge baseball fan. So we went to a missions game. We got pretty good seats right down there. Uh, I guess it would be uh, off to the side of left field. You know, right where the batters kind of come out and, and you know, get warmed up before they uh, before they uh, go out. A little, a little further down than that. Okay, yeah. a little further down the field than that. But they're really good seats. I mean, we're like three rows in. There's right. the dudes right there. <laughs> When the ball came towards us, <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> you serious? <laughs> he threw Syria in front of him. <laughs> I kind of went. I kind of went. Ooh. <laughs> she looked at me. I think that was almost the end of it, right there. I think yeah. she almost. There was a moment in her, in her mind where it's like. Do I just get up and leave him here, or do I stick this through? <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. I, I've always been afraid of the ball. See, if that, I'm afraid of the ball. If what? that moment had showed up on the Jumbotron later, then it would have been done. Right. It would have been over, because it would have gone viral. You'd, you'd still be single today if that had happened. I probably would be. Right. She's okay. like, I thought I was going to have to catch it. Like, you probably would have. Probably. I brought Fair my hand. son brought my son to a missions game a few yeah. years back. He was probably 12 or 13 right. at the time. And we were right along the first baseline. We had pretty decent seats. Mm-hmm. And um, he had never been to any type of baseball. Well, no, and that's not true. I brought him to a couple right, of right. games before. But it had been a while. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden I realize he's not paying attention to the game. He keeps looking behind him. And I'm thinking, you know, what's going on? Well, it just so happens they had some girls from Twin Peaks <laughs> walking around in behind us. Welcome to so, puberty. Hey, he's not even watching the game. <laughs> he's watching he, the boobs. He's watching the girls back there. <laughs> That's funny, and, man. And he says to me, where are they from? And I say, well, they're from Twin Peaks. And it, it just kind of came out. And then he looks at me as if to say, what, you know, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you know, it's that restaurant where they have mountain climbing availability. <laughs> Twin Peaks, son. You know, Dad, make they, the connection. They what? show baseball at Twin Peaks, right? Twin yeah. Peaks. And I just so happen to have a belay hook right here. Let's go. <laughs> so yeah, sad face emoji. The Astros lost, and uh, that sucked. But hey, we won in Virginia, and we'll talk about that happy crap when we get back. Let's go, Brandon. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Wait, let me take a quick base. Can I, do I have time for? Or, and I'll, I'll take a. I'll take a break. Uh, let me tell you about my friends at Stevens Roofing. This show is a well-oiled machine. Let me tell you something. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? I'm miserable. Anyway, no, well, you know, half miserable watching the game last night. Let's take a, big, a baseball call here. Here's Ben. Ben, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Nah. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I'm a baseball fan. Been playing since I was four. You know, I, I've got several teams, but I always root for Texas teams. I'm a Texas boy, but uh, I always have an argument about the hardest thing in the sports world, and I say, I tell people it's hitting a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. And I, my argument is always, 
take Tiger Woods and put him in the batter's box or take Chipper Jones and put him on a tee box and (laughs) put put a million dollars on who's going to produce better. And and then the the other best argument is, look, the best basketball player in the world, Michael Jordan, tried to play baseball, and he didn't do that well. Couldn't do it. He had one home run, you know, but – you can take a basketball player and you, I mean, you can take a baseball player and you can put him in any sport and they'll produce. They may not be the greatest, but they'll produce. They'll score buckets. They'll, right. you know, they'll, they'll hit the golf ball. They'll, you know, do whatever. But you can't take any other person in, in football or, or, you know, basketball and put them in baseball and they will not produce. That's and no one's been able to, no one's been able to refute that. Uh, and like I said, I've been playing baseball since I was four and I've, I played every sport in high school when I was growing up. Right. Well, it's so, it's it's, uh, it's a very precise game. You know, exactly. you, you I mean, it's again, it is a very small ball. <laughs> you have to hit it with a stick and you have to hit it in certain parts of the field. Uh I mean, there's a lot of strategy obviously that goes along with it. Did I mispronounce the yeah. word again, Chris? I've been mispronouncing the word strategy for for like my entire career. But, you know, I I could never play it. I sucked at it, man. I was horrible yeah. at it. But that's interesting I, I, that other that you because the 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 skill and hand eye coordination and speed required to play baseball would translate in just just about any other sport. Well, look at Bo Jackson; yeah. he was able to do yeah. both. Bo oh? Jackson, Deion Sanders, oh, right? You know, they they were, uh, but their primary sport was always baseball, right? And I had a gymnast one time. He said he did like you know he did the flips and all that, and he said. Well, doing a back handspring and blah, blah, blah is hard. Is really, I said, man, in high school, I used to play around and just mess with the cheerleaders and do flips and back handsprings <laughs> just after practice. Messing with the cheerleaders. Trying. Yeah, I was just hanging out with the cheerleaders because my girlfriend at the time was a cheerleader. I said, I was just hanging out with them. And I said, I could do that without even trying. <laughs> he didn't like that. Yeah, well, you know, there there is an angst, I think. For people who don't like baseball, there's a real angst against it, which I've never really understood because it's, you know, Again, you gotta hit that tiny ass ball with a stick. You try hitting a tiny ass ball with a, this ain't golf, man, where you get to sit there and ponder and oh, let me see how I'm gonna hit this tiny ass ball. No, the ball is coming at you at 90 miles an hour. And you gotta hit it with a freaking stick. Well, you gotta keep your eye on it, not knowing if it's gonna hit you in the face eventually. Right, man. Are are you mocking me again for like being afraid of the ball? Well, that that's why you're hiding because you're afraid it's going to hit you no matter well, what. Yeah, but you know what? When the last the last time I went to a missions game, we're right behind home plate, and sometimes they get one over the net. And this at this at this juncture, I'm like, I don't care. I had a heart attack. I don't care if it hits me. So you know, I'm I'm going to try to catch it. But every time the ball comes over the net, it did happen several times during this game, dude. I'm sitting there going. OS, OS, OS. I'm using the word, okay? And there's like little kids all over the place. I'm like, OS, OS, you know, and it never came to me, but anyway, hey man. It's called a, it's called a thinking, thinking man's game because you got to know exactly what to do when the ball is hit to you. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey Ben, thank you so much, man. Yes, sir. Have a great one, guys. You too. Rock on. See, baseball's cool. Baseball's badass. It's not football. It's not basketball. It's not well, hockey. That's like I've been telling you. It is extremely fun to play, but you wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I suck at it. I never could. I never could hit the ball. I sure as hell couldn't field or catch a ball or do any of that crap. Well, it's it's an ego boost when you're walking up to the plate and the outfield is walking back. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Well, it, it, I'm the guy that's shivering in le- you know because they, they would shove my ass out in left field. 
I was Les Nesman. Please don't let the ball come to me. Please don't let the ball come to me. I was that guy. That's why when I first saw that episode of WKRP, I couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, I know exactly how he feels. <laughs> just hold your arm. Just hold your hand out. Yeah, hope it lands you're, there. Yeah. Please you're don't small. let the ball. What's that? You're small. Small. I, I don't remember that movie. I know. You're disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> please don't let the ball come to me. My wife's sitting next to me. Who is this man? First off, he's wearing clogs. <laughs> Secondly, gay-looking clogs. And secondly, he's afraid of the ball. Perhaps this was a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment. That was it was either keep going ahead or drop his ass off at home and get the hell out of there. So, anyway, 210-599-5555. We will talk politics when we get back. I promise. I promise. But first, <laughs> I promise. I like doing that voice in the air because I know it cracks people up. I promise. Or maybe it's only me. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Let's talk politics. <laughs> but first, let me offer you a really gross cough on the air, just like I did. Yeah, right there. Um, 210-599-5555. Well, the people was speaking last night. The people was a speaking last night in Virginia. In Virginia. Uh, young, uh, youngkin, uh, bested, uh, Terry McAuliffe. Uh, handily. Uh, the whole state looked red, practically, except for, I think, like Arlington or Fairfax County, whatever the hell. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, was that a referendum on this extreme agenda? Well, yeah, it was. Absolutely it was. Are these, uh, as Trey says, tea leaves for the midterms? Absolutely. They, this, that election last night, yeah. We got some scared pukes today, man. You got some scared Democrats right now who are rethinking infrastructure bills and they're rethinking CRT and they're rethinking all kinds of crap because they want to keep their gigs. You know why? Because they're very unhappy, insecure people and they want to stay in politics because they, they know they wouldn't make it in the real world. They don't want to lose their gigs. Got a whole lot. Democrats, extremist Democrats, Democrat politicians, despite all the crap that they talk about as far as lifting up the little guy or, you know, fighting for the rights of this bunch of people or that, they are extraordinarily self-absorbed human beings. Their politics will evolve. <laughs> right. Their politics will evolve real freaking quick. Because that was a shellacking last night. That really was, man. That was a shellacking. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I was watching the game, so I didn't watch a lot of the coverage, but I kind of kept, you know, an eyeball out on the phone watching how things were going. I, no, Chris, I physically took my eyeball out of my head. I'm kidding. And I watched some of the highlights on MSNBC, and they were so sad. They were just sad face emojis all over the place. And that Reed chick tried to tried to explain it away as, you know, they're saying, well, this is about education and stuff. She's like, yeah, it's about white people not wanting black people to teach black kids about race. Right, quite right. That's precisely what it was about. Well, you got me. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you say that crap with a straight face? Yes, well, it's the racism of Donald Trump still. I'm paraphrasing, but she basically she said it's the it's still the, the racism of, of, of Trump. 
because white parents in Virginia don't want their kids being taught about race. Oh, right. Absolutely. Now, could it be McAuliffe and Obama and, and Biden, the fact that they kept linking uh, Youngkin to, to, to Donald Trump that actually got him elected? Because he was doing all right. But once they started talking smack about Donald Trump, thinking that that would do him in, because that's the other thing about your average puke politician. They're extremely self-obsessed, right, and self-interested. <coughs> they, oh, excuse me, i, I got to hit the cough button next time. Got a Kleenex? I think I got some on the mic. I'm kidding. Um, the deeply, deeply self-interested, uh, self-absorbed, but also uh, they suffer from the, the a blinding arrogance, a blinding arrogance. And by and you, you probably have known people in your life who are like this, in that they're so stinking arrogant, and they think they're so stinking smart that they think everybody thinks the way they do, and if it's not important to them, it's not important to anybody. You know who I'm talking? Well, how I'm, the kind of pe- people I'm talking about? And uh, so in, in a, the mind of, of the average puke politician, whether it's Obama or it's McAuliffe or who, what have you, because they hated Donald Trump uh, and they had convinced himself he was this and he was that, they assume most people also think that way. Really? Because they hang out with only people who think that way. And so in their minds... They were thinking, well, we got to link this guy to Trump because then he'll never get elected. And it was exactly the opposite. See, they still don't understand why Trump got elected in the first place. Because they're disconnected weirdos. They really are. And there's sad face emojis today, sad face emojis all around. Is it true that Rachel Maddow wept? I, I want to do a poem, and Rachel wept, you know? Oh, uh, man. So, uh, you know, that was a good day. And And look, you know... Again, this this idea that all conservatives are racist, and you know, it's uh, conservatives and Republicans are all straight evangelical racist white people, and they're afraid of the changing demographics of America, and they're they're afraid of black people, and they're afraid of Hispanic people. You know, all that was kind of swept away uh, when they uh, elected Winsome Sears <laughs> as the lieutenant governor. And Chris, uh, I don't know if you know this, but she's a Republican, Winsome Sears. And apparently, she's black. Oh, she's just a token. Oh, they just voted for her because she's a token. Because they don't want people to know how, how much, how, how long are we gonna, how many hours is it gonna take to hear that crap? Popovich will probably put that crap out there. Well, every now and again, they vote for a black woman because they don't want you to know how how racist they are. So she's just a token. They just voted for her so that you wouldn't think they're racist, but they are racists. (laughs) Somebody's going to offer that up at some point because they got to explain this crap now, don't they? They got to explain. They got. (laughs) Sorry. They got to explain the election of Winsome Sears who is also uh, an immigrant. She was brought here to this country from Jamaica at the age of six. So she's an immigrant, she's a female, and she's black. And that's like, you know, remember that Star Trek episode with the, with the, with the, with the robots? 
does not compute, does not compute, does not compute. You know, little sparks start flying out their ears. Because that kind of undercuts the whole idea of, you know, Republicans are all just white racists. Explain her, then. Well, you, you, you guys just, you know, you vote for a black person every now and again, still people won't think you're racist. Somebody's going to say it. You watch, You listen. You wait. You watch. It'll happen before the day's over. So, good day in Virginia. And... uh you know, uh, uh, yeah. Was this a was this a SmackDown? Was this a Let's Go Brandon moment? You damn right it was, man. And you pukes, you're out there shaking in your boots, aren't you? Shaking in your cracks. I know you are. What do you think about that? How's that make you feel? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. A very bizarre story that I got from Trey Ware earlier involving the body of a ninety eight year old man. Uh, which I'll discuss. It's it's the strangest story I've heard in a long time. Pre- prepare to be, you know, not so much shocked as disturbed. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. This is the strangest. This is such a weird story, man. We have a, uh, let's see, a 98-year-old dude who passed away because of COVID. His name is David Saunders. Uh, <laughs> this is so bizarre. Um, when he passed, I guess, uh, it was, uh, he, he donated his remains to science, to scientific study and research, or so he thought. And um, his body was, was given to Med Ed Labs, which is based out of Las Vegas. And uh, come to find out that um, his body was used at an Oddities and Curiosities Expo. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Well, he was 98. He lived a nice long life. Uh, Oddities and Curiosities Expo, which features occult art and sideshow performances. This is like the old sideshow, freak show kind of a thing. Uh, promotes itself as the nation's foremost community of all things weird. And so the body of David Saunders was used at a Marriott hotel. <laughs> I can't believe I'm laughing at this. Where? Where? <laughs> So so strange to me. Chris is shaking his head. You pay five hundred dollars to go see this this person's body dissected. Everybody's looking at me with disgust because I'm laughing. But now, obviously, the family found out about this and they're upset. But I'm just like. Who is the goth weirdo that's going to pay freaking $500 to watch a human body get dissected, man? You'd be surprised. That's that's horrible. (laughs) People who go to medical school go to these cadaver labs all the time. Yeah, but this is the cadaver lab. So this This is like a similar experience. This is something you just pay money to see happen. They're not doing any research on the old dude. 
they're just cutting them up so a bunch of vampire wannabes can sit there and watch it happen. Well, perhaps it's like Comic Con, except it's like Deadcom. You know what I mean? There are people who find the human body fascinating. But you don't think Inside that's a little weird? It's oh, somebody yeah, it's... would pay five hundred dollars to watch some old dude get get knifed up on the table there. Well, you know, it's not our life's ambition to enter the medical field. But I, these aren't medical know, people. I'm, that's the I'm point. around that enough as it is. So you know, <laughs> I, oh, I got me too. I, yeah. you know, but I, I'm just saying, this is not. And the family's upset because there's no medical research going on. Right. They're cutting him up just so people can watch him get cut up. Did, did they offer him? I wonder if they had paid him beforehand. No, like if they, they, there was some type of settlement beforehand that you know he said, "Hey, you know what? For a couple thousand dollars now, no, you can nothing, have all this when no, I kick the bucket." There was nothing like that. No, okay, so the family's not getting anything. They're pissed either. off, yeah. Uh, and and I like, was there a meet and greet? Can you pay a thousand bucks and get a picture with the dude? <laughs> maybe that story you had last week of the young girl at the funeral. Maybe that's the same guy. I don't know. Vegas, right? Vegas. Wow, there you go. <sighs> I wonder if some people thought this isn't a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to come this see a live <laughs> episode of a live recording of Chopped. I didn't know it was going to be this. <laughs> I was expecting snow crab legs. <laughs> there's an old guy eviscerated on, on, on a table. This ain't no cooking competition. I'm out of here. <laughs> Five hundred dollars for this. Well, that's the other thing. Like I don't get a turn. <laughs> But can't you see, you know the kind of people that would go to this. Can't you just see a bunch of goth weirdos? Right. With their piercings, just like sitting there all dressed in black going, wow, that's so intense. <laughs> I wonder if they amplify the noise that is made when organs are being removed. A- yeah. ASMR people, whatever they are. Yeah. Put a mic right up there. <laughs> this is the pancreas. Behold, the pancreas. <laughs> He's holding it up over his head. <laughs> Behold the pancreas. And now the heart. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Still Oops. beating. <laughs> no, it's not beating. Have you seen a spleen? <laughs> now you have. <laughs> this, this liver will make you quiver. Look at <laughs> Stupid. People are weird, man. Yeah, no. People are so messed up, man. <laughs> He's a tin man. He doesn't have a heart. I think I'll donate my body to that. <laughs> but, you know, I'd probably only get 25 bucks a head. All right. We'll be right back on New Stock 550 KTSA. Let's reinvigorate our future. Let's reinvigorate this amazing Commonwealth of Virginia. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean how are you? Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Well, hey, there is some good news today uh, beyond the uh, the smackdown in Virginia. Uh, the Baldwins have found their cat. Uh, Alec Baldwin's cat had been lost. Now it has been found. His wife, what the hell's her name again? You know, that fake Mexican chick... Valaria, remember the chick that was faking an a-, a Hispanic accent for a long time? Because you notice she didn't have that damn accent when he was roadside doing his interview. She's from New England, I think, or Long Island or someplace like I don't know. I think New England. Uh, and so <laughs> they just you know, 
Yeah, you're going to hear from Don Morgan coming up at the bottom of the hour with you know some more things we're hearing from this assistant or about this assistant director on the set. But as a, as a satellite story, yeah, the Baldwins they, they they their cat was they had lost their cat. Somebody found their cat, and so she does either an Instagram or a tweet thing about it, where she's thanking the people for finding her stinking cat, but then she gets all snotty and snarky and says, we'd thank you uh, and tell your na- we'd put your names in this post, but we don't want the paparazzi uh, hounding you because they're following us everywhere we go. And it's like, could you two just stop? <laughs> could you just be freaking quiet? Was that necessary? No. Was that really freaking? Somebody's dead, man. Was that freaking necessary? Right. My God, man. And I'm sure the person who found the cat was only interested in the well-being of the cat. And not, and, oh, and, oh and, I hope they do a post for me. Wasn't looking to, uh, you know, have their name run up I, a flagpole here. I, I, I don't think, it, there's probably a whole lot of people that don't want their names associated with the Baldwins right now. <laughs> and when the cat's just trying to get away from a killer. <laughs> oh, you God. Yo, come on. Cat's like, I got to get my ass out of here. I got nine lives. I ain't wasting them on this fool. <laughs> I make sure I'm always walking behind that dude. <laughs> just, I'm just, dude, Just you guys just stop, man. Go dark. You know what I mean? Just go dark. Mm-hmm. Don't tweet. Don't post. Sure as hell, don't pull over your freaking car alongside the road and start yammering at the press right? like a jackass. Do you think that it's the mindset of where you have the, these famous people and the average citizen is mildly interested in what's going on in their lives? And then something like this happens, you know, and right. now they think, well, they want to know about Everything that goes on in our lives. So we're just going to tell you all of it. Well, I think it, yeah, I think you're right. Because, you know, you, you're that interested. Well, you, you look at a guy like Baldwin and he has been famous his entire adult life, basically. Right. I mean, he started making movies, what, in the early 80s, somewhere around there. Yeah. And he's always been kind of an A-lister. So he's been at that level for a long time. And I, I think the proclivity is that you, you begin to think you're a little bit more important than you really are. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, you know, you get the sense that they really don't realize that we're looking at them going, would you just shut up, man? Because in their minds, I'm Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. and this is my wife with a fake Mexican accent. Even and, though uh, she's from Amityville, Long Island, New York. <laughs> is, is that where she's from? Yeah, Am- she's from she, Amityville. Amityville. That's what I, I knew it was somewhere around there. Yeah. How you say a cuc- how, how you say a cucumber? Cucumber. Cucumber. How, how you say cucumber? You know, and then, then, you know, she's screaming at the press the other day. Just leave him alone. <laughs> Why do you pee? You know, and the accent's totally gone. It's just like, but, that, but, you know, and again, it's kind of like most politicians uh, is that there is a deep arrogance. I think that that comes to people who have been living at that level of celebrity for their entire freaking lives. Maybe it's just me, but mm-hmm. I find myself my, myself you know watching all of this unravel with this guy and and thinking you know I wish that at some point one of his movies would come true 
and that if I just said Beetlejuice three times, <laughs> Michael Keaton would come out of nowhere and harass him relentlessly. <laughs> hey, in boss a, guy, in shut a, up! In a very humorous <laughs> way that I could sit back and laugh about. Yeah, I think you should shut up. Don't do any more interviews. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> say it, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. You know, on another note, since you brought up Beetlejuice, I really had a thing for Winona Ryder back in the day. Man, did I have a crush on her. Oh, man. Oh, she's cute. Still she's is. She's cute. She's nuts. There's a couple of things I like about her. She's a klepto. She's a klepto. She steals right. crap. <laughs> My kind of girl. I'm just saying. <laughs> I fell in love with her uh, when I watched Heathers for the first time, you know. I was like, you. Anyway... <laughs> You're crazy, and I like that. Oh, who could blame you? And she's beautiful. She is beautiful. She still is. I got over the liking the crazy chick thing a little while ago, though. I kind of left that behind in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I did date a crazy chick after uh, the divorce. So let me get this right. <laughs> you go to see the movie Beetlejuice. Right. And you're, you're, you're taken with Winona Ryder, mm. but you got Gina Davis standing there as well. I can't figure no, it out. I, I like the brunettes with the big eyes. Right. Well, it, but Winona Ryder wasn't that person in Beetlejuice. She had to develop a little. She was still right. a young kid. A little gothy girl. A little gothy girl. Right. No, I fell in love with her when I saw Heathers. I was like, you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Depp. Anyway. Oh, that's creepy. Uh, 210 I did. I liked her, man. I had a thing for her. Ooh, He's got the yeah, entire man. Winona Ryder movie collection on DVD. Mr. Deeds, all of them. <laughs> Mr. Deeds. <laughs> Oddly, the rewind function doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Nor does the slow-mo. <laughs> Come on, we've all done it. <laughs> Let's rewind. Let's watch that again in slow-mo. Winchester, Tinfieldville. <laughs> Somebody walks in. What are you doing watching this over and over again in slow motion? What are you doing? I'm trying to establish how I feel about this emotionally. <laughs> I'm trying to grasp the narrative arc. <laughs> no, I'm trying to grasp the arc of her figure. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to grasp something. <laughs> hey, hey, that'll make you go blind. Yep. All right. Here's Jim. Jim, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. Jim! Hey, Sean. What do you want? Hey, hey. man, how you doing? <laughs> hey, man, how are you? Pretty good, man. What's going on? Good, good, good. You guys are having too much fun getting paid for it, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> Beats working for a living. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you. You had a comment on, uh, on Winsome Sears, and yeah. I caught her uh, speech, speech this morning. Man, what a what a great story. Here, here you have a, a legal immigrant. Right. A, a female of color. Uh, Marine, ex-Marine, right. mother of three, and just got elected to the second and you know, highest office in Virginia. First time that's ever happened for her, you know, for a uh, woman of color. Right. Man, isn't that the kind of person we should all be rooting for? I know I am. Yeah, well, absolutely. But see, you know? she goes against the narrative of the left, which oh, yeah. is all Republicans or all conservatives are, are white racists, you know, right. and misogynists and all this stuff. And then along comes yeah. someone like this. And what do you do? You know, what, how, how do they uh, continue that narrative? Oh, they'll, they'll, pull, they'll pull the Larry Elder, you know, the the, the token, the blackface, the token oh, right. for all of us, you know. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm saying that before the day's through, that's what you're going to hear. Well, Absolutely. they just voted for her because they don't want you to know how racist they are. 
You know what I mean? If, if it wasn't so sad, it would, it would be funny, but it's but it's really not. Yeah, I bet you you hear that before the day's through, man. <laughs> Jim, I, pre- I appreciate the call, man. Thank hey, you. Uh, you know, because and I heard uh, Jamie Markey, uh, Markley say this on Markley Van Camp and Robbins the other day, and because uh, we were they were talking about this business of. You know, all Trump supporters are racists and everything. You know, if you're not the Democrat, you're a racist. And he brought up Condoleezza Rice. And Condoleezza Rice is one of the most impressive human beings on the planet. And I and he said what I've been saying for years. I would vote for her in a heartbeat for president. That's one vote that I would not have to ponder at all. Condoleezza Rice, a black woman who grew up in the civil rights era, is is a concert pianist. I, I don't know if you knew that or not. And I actually got to see her at a bookstore in Austin uh, when I was working up there. And just, again, one of the most intelligent, one of the most impressive human beings on planet Earth. And this white conservative, sort of conservative racist sitting here doing this show would vote for her in a second and i wouldn't have to think about it at all but somehow you know you're all racist 210-599-5555 uh mike how are you hey sean you there no yes i'm here no i'm, I'm right here talking to you i'm sorry how you doing man <laughs> No one in the hill country is coming your way. Listen, yesterday told us two great things about society. When you cheat, no matter whether it's politics, business, or baseball, it's going to come back to bite you. And both of them, it is. And both of them have cheated in the past, and they didn't do it, and this time it came back to bite them. Uh, I wanted them to be redeemed. The Democrats, no, but the, the Astros, I wanted them to be redeemed. Yeah, but you know what? They didn't cheat, and they, they, they should have been banned from baseball for a year. Well, if this was the Black Sox in the nineteen eighteen seventeen right. society's gone soft. Last but night, the young guy. Last night they lost fair and square. <laughs> I got to tell you this, and, and then, then I'm going to let you go because you it, it, this is a program. In the nineteen fifties, early, for some reason, we would get the Baltimore Colt Network every wow. Sunday across Texas. And guys like Art Donovan and Marchetti don't win. That's interesting. They're gone. Right. Huh? Yep. That's true. Yep, you're right. I got to run, Take man. Love the program. Love the program. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thanks for listening, brother. Be yep, bye-bye. Uh, 210-599-5555. <laughs> this is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550 uh, KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. 23 minutes after 10. I'm Sean. <laughs> now I'm remembering the 90s fondly for once. Uh, here's David. David, how you doing, man? Thanks, Sean. I, appreciate I, know, I know you and uh, Trey and Jack talk about it all the time. And I've been talking about it for at least since I've been listening for the last 15 years. But, you, you know, the bias... What I saw last night, the only reason I'm bringing it up, I don't watch MSNBC or CNN or nothing like right. that. Just, I saw that clip on Fox about uh, the matter, you know, CNN, how they were handling that Virginia race. And you know what? The the, the arrogance of not caring if, if, if you care about, in other words, what they were 
how biased they were. Oh God, and yeah. That, that that's arrogance in itself, and it, it's embarrassing, man. It's, it's it, it, and they really they really do think we don't we're not going to notice. Well, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what it is because you're right. It's, it's so obvious. You know, the, the bias is so completely obvious. I mean, when you, and you could see it in their faces last night, you know, as they're covering this thing. It, it was, it reminded me of the night that Donald Trump got elected. Exactly. And remember how shocked they all were? They just couldn't believe it had happened. And again, I really think it's a level of arrogance where, in a sense, the only people that really matter are the people that agree with you. Right. Exactly. And so in their minds, and plus, they think everybody does agree with them. And that right. the only people that don't are rubes and rednecks and racists or what have you. You know, I don't know why they don't pay more attention to their dropping ratings because their ratings are, are sucking right now. Right. And so they think when this, when something like that happened in Virginia, they think everybody's as sad as they are. And it's like, no, <laughs> obviously not. They're not. They're not. And, 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 I'm, and you know, they, they can always argue and say, hey, well, well, Fox Lee's right. And I go, no, Fox don't get sad or Fox don't jump for joy. Fox just reports. There's a lot of Newsweek. There's a lot of, uh, you know, channels that you can browse through and look. And, and they just report the, the freaking news, man. They don't they, they don't frown. Their chins don't hit. The, 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 yeah, you're not, you're not going to see any kind of reaction from a guy like Brett Baer or Martha McCallum. Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? They're just going to report. Uh, but when you're talking about, when you're, I gotta run, man. When you when you talk about, uh, and thanks for the call. No, you, we're fine. Uh, Rudy J just uh, showed up. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm good. Just had the Salvation Army people come up here. I'm a, I got one of these little kettle buckets. I'm gonna be oh, raising, nice. I'm gonna be raising some money this year. I gotta, so I'm gonna be coming on here begging your listeners <laughs> for money. Oh, that's cool. Once I get my, once I get my online, and my little link. I'm gonna need the okay. the Rima, the I'll, Rima Runyons, whatever I can do, man. The Rimas, I'm gonna need the the Rimas to help a brother <laughs> the, out. The Rimites, the Rimites, <laughs> Rimite Nation, stand up. So, I need you. I'm so embarrassed. Rudy J uh, caught me uh, uh, when he came in here. I'm, uh, you know, even when I'm talking to people and I'm on uh, during the commercial breaks, and Chris and Don know this. You know, I I have this weird obsession with those slingshot videos. You ever see those? It's the slingshot. Oh, the, those are hilarious. The where rise they pass where people, out. they pass out, they barf. <laughs> I love those. And, you know what? I got lost on there one day, like 30, 40 minutes of watching just nonstop people pass out, throw they up. They do. But then you got the hot chicks with like the, the, the low cut, uh, oh, uh shirts. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Boy, gravity's a funny thing, isn't it? I mean, it really can do all kinds of amazing things. <laughs> and so Rudy Gravity's comes in nice. and I'm watching one of these damn slings, Daytona slingshot videos. Like, poor caller. He didn't, Ryman didn't hear anything you said, even though like, he said, thanks wow, for the call. Look at that. He's like, thanks for the call. I don't know what you said, but thanks for the call. I don't know what you said, but damn, that chick looks like she's going to puke. <laughs> Dude, welcome I'm to sorry, my world. I'm late, man. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine, okay. dude. You're fine. Uh, very disappointing game last night. Yeah, it was a letdown. You know, everybody's kind of excited. People going to get the beer. They got your colors on, and then it's <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And it's just it not a, one run, man. It was a stink. Fest. Not one run. Stink fest, man. Seven zero at home. And then it, out. and then it, it ended just kind of lame too. Yeah, the way it ended, and then them celebrating. I was like, ah. Going to bed. Uh, I, uh, my, I was like, I stayed up for this crap. That's what your wife said. You know, the one time you're like, babe, stay up, watch the game with me. Just just do it. And then it's, it's that. this crap. Oh, God. All like, right. Well, very cool. Back to MASH. Back, back to MASH, right? <laughs> 
That's when I knew it was time to go to bed when I was a kid. When I hear that helicopter, that music start, <laughs> the hell, my mom, that starts, it's time for bed. There you go. Yeah. Well, Rudy, thank you so much, My man. God, much appreciated. No problem, man. Chris. And when you get that up and running, man, with your bucket there, let you us help know. help me out? Uh, of course I will. You know I Gosh, will. Gosh, appreciate it. All right, Rudy J. on the morning show uh, with Rob Thompson, the sports star ESPN from 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. Uh, we're going to take a little break, uh, and then we'll be back. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210 And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. <laughs> I got a scratchy throat today. I got a scratch in my throat. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Don Morgan stepped out of the newsroom for a second. Did I hear that correctly? Did you hear that? A jukebox? Where was that? Somewhere there's a jukebox. And they have, is it Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, right? But apparently they've they put a sign on the jukebox that says you you can only play it can only be played once a night. Now I'm not a huge fan of the song. Uh, I'm I'm kind of picky when it comes to Christmas music. It's a Dallas bar. A Dallas bar. A bar in Dallas has a jukebox, and they put Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas." song into the jukebox and it can only be played once a night the sign says mariah carries all i want for christmas is you will be skipped if played before december 1st <laughs> after december 1st the song will only be allowed to play will only be allowed one time a night <laughs> well, well no no wait a minute here chris and i had the same reaction then why do you why do you have the freaking thing in your jukebox if you hate the freaking song that Dallas, if you hate the freaking song that much, don't put it in your singing jukebox. Chris's reaction: I want to go in there with a fifty and just shove fifty dollars in there and hit it fifty freaking times. I'm not a big. I mean, Christmas music. I, I have Christmas music that I like, and then there's Christmas music that I despise. Do you know what I'm saying? There's there's some some Christmas music that I just freaking hate. All right, anything by Mannheim freaking Steamroller I can't stand. That stinking Paul McCartney song I can't stand. I like old loungy Christmas music, man. I like Dean Martin Christmas music. Okay. Tony freaking Bennett, Frank Sinatra, Francis Albert. That's the Christmas music I grew up on. Loungy Christmas music, man. Cocktail drinking Christmas music, even though I can't drink cocktails anymore. The offensive songs. Yeah, the songs that you can't play anymore. Baby, it's cold outside. I want to grab your ass inside. Going to slip your roofie inside, you know. They'll play anything by, what's the old joke? They'll, they'll play anything by uh, Cardi B. But that song's offensive. That just seems kind of stupid. It, 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 kind, of, kind of a jerk move. And I don't even like the stinking song. Okay, I reached my Mariah, uh, Mariah Carey quota about 30 years ago, okay? When she had a vision of love. 
you know, and uh, I, I, I can't stand her. I think she's a jerk, too. She, she used to be pretty, too. She's not even that anymore. So, so I'm not a big fan of the song, but my God, if you don't like the song, don't, don't put, don't put a little jerky sign on your freaking jukebox. Be happy, people are still putting money into jukeboxes. Anybody under the age of 25 is like, dude, what's a jukebox? You know, so it plays juke. <laughs> what's a jukebox? It's a box full of juke. So just be happy people are still pumping quarters into that damn thing, you know? Don't put the stinking, if it's your, it's your stinking jukebox. My brother-in-law's got a jukebox. You know what? Guess, you know what, what songs he puts in his box of juke? You know what it is? Songs he likes. Isn't that shocking? My bro, my uh, brother AJ, he has a jukebox. He fills it with songs that he likes and that he wants to hear. He doesn't put any songs in his own jukebox. In his box of juke, that is a song he doesn't want to hear. So whoever the Nimrods are at this Dallas bar, that's why I don't live in Dallas, man. It's too north. I don't. I don't want to live in Dallas. It is north, right, Crush? Yeah. Um, still put a song in your jukebox, man. It's easy peasy, problem solved. It's your bar. It's your jukebox. Put music in your jukebox that you like. Okay. I'm here all week for advice. 210-599-5555. Richard. It's Richard. Hey, John. <laughs> hey, uh, I bet they don't have my favorite Christmas song in their jukebox. What's that? Anyway. What is it? Onward, Christian Soldier. Onward, Christian Soldiers, marching as to war. Yes. Anyway, uh, back to what I called about. I want to, this Condoleezza Rice you were talking about earlier. Now, is that the same woman that lied about Benghazi and the four dead? No. That's Susan Rice. Okay. That was the Obama chick. No, Condoleezza Rice. I I was outside and I I got the radio. No, I don't want that chick anywhere near an official position, man. Agreed. I, before I got all hostile and everything, I want to just make sure I heard it right, you know? No, like Condoleezza Rice, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. I got you now. I'm no, all right. with you. All right, brother. Thank hey, thanks, Richard. Richard got all hostile on me because he thought I was talking about Susan Rice, who lied about Benghazi and people died. No, Susan Rice is a lying scumbag. She is a, I know if you're a liberal idiot, you're out there, she's so racist. Condoleezza Rice is really black. Susan Rice is a lying scumbag, and she's probably one of the people actually running the country right now, behind the scenes, behind that doddering idiot that we have as a president. Because he's not running anything, man. He, he can't even run his own mouth at this point, you know. Do you hear some of that gibber she was saying in Glasgow? He falls asleep. <laughs> How embarrassing, man. President of the United States nods off. Remember that great video, Chris, of Trump sitting at some official function? <coughs> some official function. And, and there's world leaders around him. And one of them, I forget, I think, I don't know who it was, but the guy, one of the guys nodded off. And they pan out, and Trump is just glaring at him like, 
You friggin' piece of crap. Wake the hell up. You almost expected Trump to just, like, backhand him up against the head, wake his ass up. The guy we have now, he just nods off. Then there has to be a conversation. Somebody has to go wake the president. Who's going to do it? I'm not doing it. You do it. I don't want to do it. Because if I do it, then history will remember me as the guy that woke up the president. He wasn't actually not sleeping, Chris. He was sundowning. See, the later in the day, you know. (laughs) Yeesh. What strange and ridiculous times in which we live. Uh, In Minneapolis, uh, voters rejected a proposal to replace the police department with a bunch of, uh, you know, psychiatrists and stuff. Despite Ilhan Omar saying that they're the reason that there's high crime because they're dysfunctional. So that was another good thing that happened last night. 210-599-5555. Let's take a break. It's Sean Ryman, Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? How are you? <laughs> my, my, my ass is tired. I'm tired, man. This late night World Series watching has made my ass tired. I need to take my ass home and take me a nap. How many times can I say the word ass in a segment? Uh-huh. I'm just tired, man. Especially last night. That was such a drag, man. God, that was a drag. And then the game just sort of ended. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like a ground ball. And uh, and you know, and I and I'm I'm I'm. You know, let me tell you something. The phone lines are open. If you think I'm full of crap or what have you, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. You know, I'm a little tired of the whole. Well, they're cheaters, so they deserve to lose. You know, I'm a little tired of that crap. Hearing that crap, I really am. Some dude trolling me last night on a post about the game. Well, they're cheaters, man, so they deserve to lose. Everybody deserves a second chance, man. Everybody deserves a second chance at life. You know, my God. And uh, and that's why I was hoping they would win fair and square. And then they would be redeemed in the eyes of the world. But it was not to be. It was simply not to be. I don't know why I'm speaking suddenly in a contrived British accent, but they lost. They lost. They did not get one bloody run. And so the people who are kind of gloating over that because they think it's cool because of the, the because of 2017, you suck. I'm just going to say, you're, you're awful people. Well, you're not awful people. I'm just saying, that's, that's just kind of lame, man. Let's move on. Let's move on in life. And that's what I was hoping for last night. This isn't happening. Uh, 210- if you want to talk about anything that we've discussed, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. You want to talk about Virginia? You want to talk about, uh, the game last night and the end of the, end of the season? That's cool. Uh, oh, there was a 82 year old woman who got her first tattoo. She's from Ohio. And she's an 82-year-old chick, and I've already deleted the story, so I can't tell you what her name is right now. But 
she's one of those uh, these people in her 80s and uh, she says you know i like i i live each day to the fullest and she uh, was out riding around with her granddaughter i believe and they passed a tattoo shop and she just said you know what i want to get a tattoo i want to get a tattoo and so she got a tattoo, and she's now known as Tat Granny. Hashtag Tat Granny. And, <laughs> I mean, how cool is that? And she got a really kind of a cool tattoo. It's a, a treble clef that's kind of made into a fish hook that's got a pink ribbon. And these are all references to family members who have passed on. And, uh, you know, when you're 80, when you're in your 80s, you bruise very easily, you know, and so they, they did the outline first. And then she took a break, and then they did the uh, the, co- the the color. And I, I just think that's a cool story. That's just a really cool. Story. Why why shouldn't you get a tattoo at freaking eighty two? What the hell's wrong with that? You know, I mean, uh, now some you know some people don't like tattoos, and I get it. Chris, you don't have any tattoos. You don't. You're, you're tattooless. You're inkless. And is the Ferrari line from Jack Riccardi? Was that him where he says, because Riccardi doesn't have any tattoos. Oh, you came up with that. Chris said, because we mentioned this story earlier today on Where and Rima, and, and uh, I, you know, Riccardi doesn't have any. Riccardi says he doesn't want any because, you know, everybody's got them, and so he wants to be different by not getting one, right? And then Chris said, why put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari? I love tattoos. It's just most of mine are crummy, but I, I like I like tattoos. I li- I've been I got my first tattoo in 1994. It's a tree frog, with a little frog prints, a little crown on it. I had a girlfriend in the early 90s who hated tattoos. Begged me not to get one. What do you think I did the day we broke up? Got my first tattoo. Uh, how many do I have here now, Chris? One. Two, three, four, five, six, seven tattoos. I'm an unfinished canvas, though, because I wanted to get some more. I got hand tattoos, but I want to get some more work on my left hand. But now, because of all the blood thinners I'm on, <laughs> I bleed out. You know what I mean? Like I would, they wouldn't be able to stop the bleeding, man. So no more tattoos. For I was going to get a cross right here on my on my other hand above my name. But now it just says Sean on my left hand. It's like I got my name tattooed on my hand so I would remember my name. You know, it's it's just there by itself. But that's the way love goes. So, uh, uh, you know, an 82-year-old woman getting a tattoo, I think that's cool. Tat granny, man. And Trey made a, a very good observation earlier today, which hadn't occurred to me, because in my mind I'm like, well, yeah, it's, that's nice, but you're in your 80s, you're only going to be able to look at it for a while, right? <laughs> Sorry. But Trey's observation was gravity has already taken hold of her, so the tattoo is right where it's always going to be. Whereas, you know, at some point, my tats are going to be dragging on the ground. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're going to start traveling south. (laughs) Well, that's why you always get them in a place that remains taut. Like, I have mine on my wrist. I don't have a place that remains taut. Oh, what is this? What is this tautness of what you speak? <laughs> I forgot who I was talking to. I'm sorry. That just sucks because I can't get anymore because of the blood thinners. Right. I mean, I could ask my doctor. I don't know. Maybe I can. 
I just assumed, I mean, if I pop a zit, I bleed like a stuck pig. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm just like... I, That's I think, a great image. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I bleed very easily, right, because of the blood thinners. Right. And I'm just thinking, you know, you're getting a tattoo cut into your flesh. I'm just going to bleed and bleed and bleed and bleed and bleed. <laughs> and I'm going to leave that image in your mind, too. Uh, popping a zit and bleeding out. There you go. <laughs> Carry that with you throughout your day. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan. Rudy J from ESPN. And, of course, my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.